Hello, everyone. This is Riddell here with Behold the Connection for your podcast. I'm putting in some effort to show up weekly. I took a few weeks off a, a week or so ago, a month ago, really. And many of you said that you missed the podcast and that meant a lot to me. And I realized that I need to be more consistent in showing up here. I love showing up here. I just have four kids and it's summer. But I will do my best. You can expect a weekly podcast most weeks. We'll say it like that. I love to give myself a lot of grace. Um, Most weeks between sort of Wednesday, Thursday-ish. One of those days. That's how I live my life, you guys. Typically, all last spring, it was every Thursday that I released a new episode. But now I just simply do my best and I'll say anytime after Wednesday, you'll hear a podcast. So... I always like to talk a little bit about my parenting course at the beginning, and I usually read a testimonial. I received a beautiful testimonial this week, and you can see it on my Instagram page. My parenting course, it's an audio course. It has 13 modules, and it is at beholdtheconnection.podia.com. I have a payment plan, and I truly think that there is nothing like it out there to cheer you on, help you question thoughts that aren't helpful or serving you, and just to really propel you forward in your life and as a parent and as a person in general. I poured my heart into it and I I truly, truly believe it's changing lives. So check it out. I will always show up here on my podcast for free. So Please check out my course, share it with someone that is struggling as a parent that maybe needs or wants it. But in the meantime, I will always be showing up here for free. So you're going to hear me say in so many times on my Instagram stories, uh, parenting course here, that I don't really believe in guilt. In fact, I have a beautiful graphic made, um, many graphics actually within my parenting course for people to print out or use as little posters, little reminders. That's one of them. I don't believe in guilt. I believe in guilt a tiny, tiny bit, but really I don't. And I believe even less in shame. So what does that mean? Interestingly, it's really not about resisting emotion. I don't agree with resisting emotion, but that's probably where your mind went. So let me explain. I don't believe in guilt in anything other than an emotion that I've generated with my thoughts or my subconscious beliefs, which then my subconscious beliefs offer me thoughts. So if you didn't follow that, I definitely teach it way more in depth in my parenting course. But essentially, our emotion and our sense of right and wrong and what we believe that good people do comes from the thoughts that we think. And that varies person to person, doesn't it? Now, many of those thoughts, most of those thoughts even, come from our subconscious, which most of our subconscious gets programmed when we're young, though it gets programmed all the time, but more heavily when we were young. So many of the messages or messaging that was given to you as a child is deeply stored in your subconscious, and that subconscious throughout your day will offer you thoughts. So as such, Our subconscious has certain beliefs about what's right, what's wrong, what good people do, what bad people do. And that part of our brain offers us thoughts all the live long day. So when you have a thought that feels heavy or comes out of nowhere or but is rooted in a belief system of some kind, that's from your subconscious. And this is why I don't really believe in guilt. So guilt to me is simply a message that I'm willing to pause for. Okay, I won't live in the land of guilt. I refuse to. 
I take a look at the message and the thought that's behind it, and then I accept it or I reject it. I'll take that pause, but I don't stay there. I I don't stay where in places that don't serve me, okay? And shame and guilt never serve me. Guilt can serve you a tiny bit, just a, the tiniest bit as a messenger, but it really doesn't serve you to sit in guilt. It just doesn't. So shame is what happens when we stay in the land of guilt and then we attach meaning to that guilt. So we'll have a thought and then we take it further and we make it mean something. So for example, you yelled at a child. Now guilt comes from the thought, I shouldn't have yelled at the child. This is likely from a subconscious belief that you have from growing up that good moms don't yell or that it's not nice to yell at other people. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have that belief, but I'm just saying it's nice to know that those beliefs are optional. You could also have the belief, um, you could push against that and say, my new belief, my new truth is that good moms don't yell mostly, or most of the time good moms don't yell, or good moms survive. I mean, make it what you want it to be. What you think is optional. What your brain offers you from your subconscious, that isn't optional. That's the programming that's deep, deep in there. But you have the power to question that programming in every aspect of your life with every and any thought that it offers you. Okay. It's very powerful to know where your thoughts are coming from. And to know that you don't need to live in this, you know, muddy pond. I talk about the muddy pond a ton in my parenting course. You don't need to live there. Shame comes when we look at the guilt thought that came up and then we make it mean something about us. So saying that again, there will be an action or a circumstance that you then have a thought about and you can feel a guilt feeling. But the shame comes when we take that guilt thought and then we make it mean something about us. We we layer on. You'll hear me talk about this so much. Shame is something that becomes layer after layer after layer. We do the action, we think a thought about it, and then we have all kinds of shame about what it means about us as a person. If we just felt the guilt, honestly, it would be fine. Because we could process through that. We could accept the message. Ah, I'm feeling this way. And then, but, but what actually happens is we don't process it. We layer on shame and then we get all bugged and twisted around and we drop then into self-pity and into a shame cycle. Shame is essentially fear. It's the desire to hide whatever's going on because we fear that something is wrong with us. That's what shame is. Shame sounds a lot like, oh gosh, you always do this. You'll always do this. You'll always be this way. Why can't you change? Oh, you're a mess. No other mom acts this way. That is shame. And when you come at yourself with this negative criticizing energy, not only will you not learn anything, your brain does not learn in that state, but rather you will further act in ways that you don't want to as you're going to then try to buffer away from the feelings that you're feeling. Shame typically has a very heavy feeling in our body. So we try to get away from it by buffering. So pick your poison, you know, is it food? Is it gossip? Is it drugs? Is it <laughs> sleeping too much? Whatever. You're, you're going to buffer away from that because you don't want to feel online shopping. You don't want to feel that feeling. And it becomes the shame cycle. 
and you don't learn anything from this scenario. Instead, you end up frozen in um, self-hatred, self-reprimand, and guess what you pour out into the world from that place? Okay, so shame, the opposite of shame is giving things air, telling your best friend what you did and so that it can't hide, okay? And and you can be your own best friend. Just just saying what you did, just letting it out for yourself instead of burying it down and buffering away. Here's why I'm not a big subscriber to guilt or shame. My brain will always offer me a guilt thought to help me stay true to my values. So my brain will offer me something. You shouldn't have done that, you know, something like that. So again, then I take a look at that thought and I accept or reject it. And then that is it. That is where guilt ends for me. I don't, I don't uh, repress the guilt. I don't, oh, I'm not willing to feel guilt. I, I use it as a messenger. And then that's where it ends for me. Because then what I do, and I want you to make do some mental uh, imagery, imaging with me here. I want you to picture just a beautiful long suspension bridge. You know, the kind where if you got in the middle and uh, put your feet on the wood, you know, it's a wood plank the whole way. You jump and the whole thing kind of wiggles. Now, this is supposed to be fun. So if that scares you, think of something else. But I want you to picture one and you're swinging on it and you're hopping along from the land of shame or guilt to the beautiful land of curiosity. I'm going to speak so much about this. And actually one uh, whole module in my parenting course is about this. But anyways, this is a land that grows beautiful flowers and tall grass and lush ferns. And it's just the perfect temperature all the time. Whereas the land of guilt on the other side, the one you're leaving behind because it doesn't serve you, is a land of thorns and thistles and blazing hot sun on one end and freezing cold on the other where you get no relief and your energy is sapped and you either want to go in a cave and try to stay warm or you want to just lay in cold water to try to cool off, right? It, it It's hard to want to keep going on when you're in that, that land. So the land of curiosity, why do I go here? I go to the land of curiosity because it is the greatest gift I can give myself. So... If you've listened to all the podcasts up to this point, you know that our brains love having a job to do. Our brains love a few things. One thing our brain loves to do is keep us safe. I've talked about that on many previous episodes. Another thing the brain loves is the brain loves having a job to do, a focus, something to solve. And okay, anyways, there's another, but we'll save that for another podcast. So rather than spin in the land of guilt, I hop over to the land of curiosity I'll glance at that guilt message and then I take off because I just am using it as the message, right? So I don't want to get stuck in the shame spin. I want to use curiosity. So the brain is going to be able to solve for what's going on for me under all of that. Has the job to do. The brain is so good at digging and looking, which can make it hard if you're choosing to stay in the land of guilt and shame because the brain will dig and look. Do you want it digging and looking for further evidence of why you suck? Probably not. The fact is this, your brain will find all kinds of evidence for whatever you pointed on. The brain is an amazing workhorse. Add in your reticular activation system, your RS, and know that that system works in the background looking subconsciously for more evidence. And you have a, a you either have a mess, a shame cycle, or you're going to make some headway in your life. 
It's either a shame storm or it's going to curiosity. So when you reroute your brain to this wonderful land of curiosity, this is where you're going to find solutions, creative ideas, compassion for yourself and others and answers for what's going on for you or whoever you're struggling with. When your brain is in this curious space, it is open and ready to look for clues. It can be clues as to why that other person driving you crazy is the way they are, why their behavior is serving them in some way, why why they why they would choose to act that way. Curiosity allows you to have a wide open heart, okay? It lets you consider other possibilities. And fun fact, curiosity cannot exist without your prefrontal cortex coming back online. And as you know by now, that's the part of your brain that allows you to move into higher thinking. This higher brain is the land of good decision-making, a sense of calm, a regulated emotional state. And so turning your brain to curiosity moves you out of your lower brain, which is the fight, flight, or freeze, and puts you into that more rational, compassionate, curious thought. So rather than approaching yourself with judgment, shame, and criticism, you approach yourself with curiosity and compassion. You can you can literally say, oh, Riddell, I see you and love you and here you are. How did you get here? Like, let's just say I just yelled, okay? Oh, Riddell, I see you. How'd you get here? What's going on for you, Riddell? Instead of berating myself, I allow myself to get curious about what's going on for me. I'm obviously feeling a stress. I'm obviously feeling dysregulation. So what is that stress that I'm feeling? What fear do I have beneath the surface, right? Often things are fears. Dig into what your fears are. Am I feeling unseen or unheard? How can I have my own back? How can I meet my own emotional needs so that I can show up as the best version of myself? These are the type of things that curiosity digs up. I invite you. I I, like what I do is I try to invite myself into a conversation. I like to explore a little in the land of truth, intuition, what are my needs? And from that place, I find acceptance and growth. So curiosity for me will sound a lot like, I wonder, I wonder why I did this. I wonder what could be going on for me. I wonder what fear I have. I wonder what I'm worried about. I wonder what that person was thinking or worried about. I wonder why they act that way. It seems bizarre, but it must serve them. Um, It can sound a lot like, well, how does this work? How could I make this work? Uh, It's a lot of what ifs. What if I this or that? Or imagine what would happen if I this or that. Lots of imagining and wondering. So your mind will answer most questions if you honestly just sit back, relax, wait for the answer after taking it to the land of curiosity. Um, studies are now showing that curiosity displaces stress, anxiety, and depression, okay? So those all limit our cognitive potential and our ability to have high cognitive skills such as really good communication, whereas curiosity, like I just said, brings that to the forefront. We can communicate better. We can understand things better. Shame really is such a soul-eating emotion. It just, it absolutely is. So it's our goal to try to transform our self-criticism always into self-curiosity. Shame wants to steal your motherhood or your parenthood. Shame wants you to feel alone. It wants you to question yourself. It wants you to think something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with your kids for sure. 
Shame doesn't see your love, your effort, your heart. Shame doesn't see your struggle and growth. Shame just wants you to compare yourself. Shame is always a liar. Shame will rob you of your joy and will hand you despair and fear in exchange. So you need to become good at having your own back and turning that self-criticism into self-curiosity. This is your work to do. So many of us are parenting from self-criticism and then we wonder why we don't feel good enough. That subconscious piece that you picked up somewhere along your life has now over time accumulated so much evidence for why you are not enough that you honestly have an inner chatter just bogging you down all the time. So what do you need to do? You need to reparent yourself away from shame and into curiosity. You need to love and validate yourself. I will say it to the day I die. This is true self-care. I I have a whole rant one day on here about how we have self-care wrong. This is self-care. Learning how to have your own back. Choosing thoughts that serve you. Cheering yourself on through your human highs and your human lows. That's the gift to give yourself and your children, and any partners you may or may not have. Leaving space to be a human and allowing those around you to be a human is the deep breath this world needs. Your journey as a mom or a parent is to show your children how to live, how to be a human, how to feel emotion, how to ebb and flow, and how to be imperfect, how to grow in curiosity, not criticism. This goes to them too. Be curious about them, not critical. A parenting motto that has always served me very, very well is, I am doing great. In a hard season of parenting, I would say that to myself out loud at least four times a day. I am doing great or I am a wonderful mother. Because guess what? After a while, I believed. Your brain will believe what you tell it. There is no benefit to thinking you are awful. The truth is how you show up for yourself is how you show up for your kids. So breathe in some acceptance, love, and tolerance into the relationship that you have with yourself, and it will pour out like a beautiful waterfall to those that you love. Our inner self-talk can be so negative to ourselves, and we don't even realize it. You need to really get good at questioning the thoughts that you have, that negative self-talk. That's a habit calling for your attention. And the more that you feed into it versus question it, the more that you'll tend to unravel. Recognizing that voice and taking power over it and punching holes in thoughts that don't serve you, I cannot tell you what this will do for your mental well-being. Well, I can tell you. It'll be wonderful. When I meet my emotional needs and I go to the land of curiosity, the fact is my kids then get the best version of me. I can spin for years on whether I should work or not or homeschool or not or whether I feed them healthy or not or not. You all, we all have different things that we want to spin in guilt and shame on. I want you to think about what that is for you. But when you show up into the land of curiosity, get curious about what's behind it for you, meet your emotional needs, work on changing your mindset, you will show up as the better version of yourself every dang time than when you spin in shame, guilt, and self-criticism. It is nobody's job but mine to keep shame out of my motherhood and out of my life. 
I just simply don't allow or accept it. It doesn't serve me. What serves me is having my own back, processing my emotions, finding where I'm storing shame or guilt in my body, breathing through it and trotting along to the land of curiosity. I'm not saying I'll never say don't feel emotion. Feel it, process it, and make sure that your kids aren't needing to meet your emotional needs. Get to that land of curiosity and meet your own emotional needs. So truly, what I want you to take away from this podcast today is when you find yourself feeling guilty, I want you to identify the thought behind it. I want you to find it in your body if you need to, especially if a bit of shame has taken root. Find that in your body. Breathe through it and signal your brain to the land of curiosity. And the easiest way to, to do that is to think of, I'm, I wonder thoughts. I wonder why. I da da da. I wonder why that person. Wonder is is a gift to the brain. I hope that helps you this week. I appreciate you being here. I really do. I'm so grateful that so many of you are enjoying this podcast. Please take a screenshot and share it to your social media. It means a lot to me. If you actually tag me in it, behold the connection, then I can see it and I can thank you. And if you forget to take me, I often won't see it. And then I feel I'll feel some shame about not thanking you. I'm just kidding. I won't feel shame. I'll just get curious. I, I wish I wonder why I can't find the people to thank. I'll just go to that place. It serves me better. You're doing a great job. That's the truth. You you are probably honestly a better parent than you even realize. That is the other truth. So take 10 deep breaths after you're done listening to this. Say some positive affirmations to yourself. Put a little bounce in your step. Put on a song that you love. Share my podcast and be gentle with yourself and let your brain build on the momentum of curiosity and kindness to yourself. Have a great week, you guys. Bye-bye.